Blog Talk Radio. If I ever do anything right, I want to be so good to this little light. If I ever wake in the night, I want to know I tried my best for this little Progressive Parenting Radio is a production of Progressive Parenting Network and GinaKirby.com. No material on this radio program should be considered medical advice. This is a listener-funded program. And now, your host, Gina Kirby. Hello. Being a parent is the hardest job you'll ever have. Progressive Parenting understands this and wants you to know you're not alone. My name is Gina Kirby, and I am your humble host. I am not a parenting expert, but as a doula, a childbirth educator, a La Leche League International Breastfeeding Peer Counselor, and concerned parent of four children, I understand the difficulties involved with parenthood. So I'll be inviting doctors, nurses, family workers, authors, and experts from different fields to answer your parenting questions. Now, because this is a progressive talk show, we will broach topics and air opinions that you as a parent might not otherwise hear about through the mainstream media. The mission of progressive parenting is to inform, not preach to share, not advise, and to connect, not alienate. Progressive Parenting Radio is a listener-funded program. If you enjoy the information we bring you, please consider donating at ProgressiveParentingRadio.com. We've been broadcasting for nine years, bringing quality information to listeners like you. We would like to thank our listeners and our sponsors for supporting our mission to bring great information to great people. Many thanks to our sponsor, DoulaBook.com. The best Doula websites start here. DoulaBook wants you to know that they will be releasing DoulaBook 3.0 very soon. Keep an eye out for what's going on by going to DoulaBook.com. Also, DoulaBook has just released a new Doula listing service. Go to the DoulaBook Facebook page to learn more. That's DoulaBook, all one word. The number to call in during today's program is 347-850-1642. And I'll wait two seconds while you go and get yourself a pen and write it down. That number again is 347 850 If you would like to ask a question or make a comment, please press 1 and it will alert our producer that you have something to say. I am so excited about my guest today. For two decades, Jane Austen has worked with mamas, not only as a yoga teacher, but also as a midwife, doula, and childbirth educator. Informed by years of experience working in the field of women's health, she is uniquely suited to instruct yoga to women as they transition into motherhood. Jane is the founder and director of Mama Tree, a Yoga Alliance registered school dedicated to training yoga teachers, birth professionals, and other health professionals interested in teaching prenatal and postnatal yoga. As a certified yoga teacher and a registered yoga teacher trainer through Yoga Alliance, Jane's teacher training program attracts students from all over the world interested in learning how to utilize the practice of yoga to support pre- and postnatal women physically, mentally, and emotionally. 
She also teaches the yoga and pregnancy component of many yoga teacher training schools, including Yoga Tree in San Francisco. By training teachers, it is her hope to make yoga accessible to any mama that wants to experience the benefits of this ancient and powerful tradition. It is Jane's mission to offer women a mindful, supportive, and nourishing yoga practice that empowers them not only in pregnancy and childbirth, but for all the years of motherhood that follow. I am so excited to have Jane on the show. Jane, thank you for joining us today. Well, I'm thrilled to be chatting with you, Gina Kirby, that's for sure. (laughs) Let's see, the very first time I met you, well, the first time I ever saw you was in a movie called uh, uh, My Body, My My Baby, My Birth. And I was like, who is this woman? Like, I instantly fell in love with you. I I love the way you talk about birth. (laughs) And I was just like, I want to be friends with that lady someday. And then like a year later, I ran into you at some, uh, what's it called, Recess in San Francisco? Yes. Yes, and, uh, for the Mama's yeah, Ricky, Resource Network. Yeah. yeah. R- Ricky Lake was there doing a book signing, so I drove up from Fresno, yeah. and I was like, you're, you're Jane Austen, and I, like, freaked out on you. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't scare you too much because we're still friends. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and I was like, who is this, like, incredible woman who has so much enthusiasm <laughs> and passion for this work with the exact same community and so yes I think we are definitely kindred spirits so fun <laughs> fun fun to talk to you well I had the the pleasure of taking one of your yoga classes uh, prenatally when I was pregnant with Zach and that was amazing I love the way you teach oh thank you yeah I work yeah. with lots of mamas you know I'm in San Francisco Bay Area and there are obviously in any urban areas lots of mamas but I work with over 200 mamas a week so it is wow. a a blast. Oh, it's a blast. I can have a class that has upwards of 40 pregnant ladies in a room. I mean, that is some serious, like, hormonal soup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was quite the experience. There were, like, I don't know, so many women in that workshop that I was in with you over that day. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. I really wish that I lived in San Francisco so I could, like, have that kind of goodness, like, my whole pregnancy. It was pretty great. Well, well, you have online classes, but they don't quite do the same thing as being in a room full of all those mamas. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes, like, when I was living in Austin pregnant with Jack, we were really isolated and super far away from everything. And online classes, like, oof, that is so the way to go when you don't have anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, it's it's really what motivated me to do the online stuff and especially bringing in kind of the childbirth component into the prenatal practice because, you know, I definitely run into yoga teachers that, it you know, when they talk to me about how they teach, it seems like they're teaching yoga to pregnant women as mm-hmm. opposed to prenatal yoga, which really encompasses not just you know, helping with the physical benefits of a pregnant woman, but really linking her yoga practice and and the the, the postures and the breath work that we do on the mat, really linking that to a tool that she can use off the mat and in her labor and in her birth, but also, you know, in that postpartum period where so many women feel really overwhelmed, definitely the yoga practices can really be beneficial then but also, of course, into the the epic journey of motherhood. <laughs> right? It's a really great tool, a really, really great tool. I didn't do prenatal yoga with my first child, but I did with Uma, and what a difference. Like, I was so in tune with my body when I was giving birth to Uma. It was just, 
it's so different. I, I was really aware of everything, and I used everything that I learned in my prenatal yoga classes about um, breathing through, like, because we used to do some really, like, some really uncomfortable poses and we had to breathe through it and it just it really helped me in labor i was like wow my yoga is really it's working yeah <laughs> where, that's, where that's i don't so think people great. think about it like that well and you know in yoga we actually call those those are called tapas practices and sometimes the word tapa is um translated as heat but really what it what it is from from my perspective and how i use it as a tool in my classes is to invite women and of course it's always optional but the invitation to go into a space that's not comfortable and when you're mm-hmm. outside of your comfort zone being able to tap into some of the tools of yoga to support you is really really beneficial so that you can begin to practice those tools i mean we always say that you know yoga is a, a practice and you practice it on the mat so that you can use it in your life and in your relationship and in those places that feel hard or tight or uncomfortable. So that's always happening on the mat, you know, just the opportunity to tap into kind of your inner knowing. And I love that that was your experience with with your prenatal practice because that, for so many women, I think, is where they begin to really understand the benefit of yoga and not, you know, I think sometimes there are certain communities that might be a little uncomfortable with yoga because they think it's a religion or it's actually not ask. Hinduism. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely not Hinduism. And the classical yoga actually fits in beautifully with any faith um, because there's there's space in the practice and in some of the scriptures for um, for God if that is something that works for you. But there's also space for the acknowledgement that maybe it's not really God and maybe for you it's just something that's bigger than yourself. You know, it's the universe or it's Gaia or, you know, whatever, it's the great mother or, you know, the great goddess or, or whatever that is. Or, or maybe, it, maybe it is God and maybe with his disciples. And, you know, I, you know I'm not really sure exactly like what all the perceptions are out there but really yoga can be practiced by anybody who's interested you know no requirement for um you know converting to hinduism (laughs) well i know (laughs) it's come up a lot it was something uh, when we offered prenatal yoga and when we had a maternity story years and years ago that was a question that came up all the time like can can I take this as a as a Christian or can I take this as a Catholic? And I was like, oh, these are all very valid questions, and um, and it's nice to know that you know it's not it's not a religion that it's it's something else completely. Um, and and I, again, like I I really can't explain enough like how life changing it was for me. Like from my very first birth to my second one, it was night and day, and I really um, attribute that to yoga. I really do. It, it made such a difference. I had a really great instructor, and she was just she was amazing, and really helped me get in tune with my body, at which I totally wasn't before at all <laughs> with my first pregnancy. I had no idea that that was yeah, and that's and that's not uncommon, Gina. I mean, you you know this from the work that you do, and you know what happens for so many women is that they get pregnant, 
and then they start looking outside of themselves for, for the answers to all the questions that come up mm-hmm. about what you should and shouldn't do. And what I love about the practice is that there's always this opportunity to shift the focus and go inward and to inquire inside of their own experience and then make choices that feel appropriate. And, you know, like so that that is not the message that so many women get. It's never that, oh, you know your body better than anybody else. It's always like these are the rules and you have to do this. (laughs) And what I love about the prenatal practice is that there's just that space for that internal inquiry and then a mama gets to do what feels right to her. I mean, it's it's interesting because sometimes, you know, you read prenatal yoga books and or or you do online videos, and things are often broken up into trimesters. Yeah. And it's funny. It's a, it's a little bit of a and and I mean, this is kind of overstating it. It's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, in that you know when you take the kind of the breakdown of the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester you're not taking into account how a woman feels in that moment, right? So when I'm instructing a class, I would never say, oh, if you're in your first trimester, do this. If you're in your second trimester, do this, and so on. Because what that does is that it doesn't bring the inquiry inward. And I Mm. might say, you know, if you've got a little bit more energy today, perhaps, you know, holding the pose a little longer. Or, you know, if your back feels a little tender or sore today, take rest when you need it. That that the um, the way that the practice is guided is from the mom's own internal experience, as opposed to like, oh, I'm the authority. This is what's appropriate for you to do now, and this is what's appropriate for you to do now or not to do now. And you know, from my perspective, that is actually kind of feeds into the disempowerment that women experience all the time in their pregnancies. So I love like I always say that the prenatal practice is like a should free zone no shoulds allowed do what feels Mm -hmm. right to you and you know if if a mom is really attuned to her experience now this is my great trust in moms right if a mom is really attuned to her experience and paying attention to what's happening in her body it is my great faith and trust that she will make the absolute right choices for her and her baby you know, mm. if there's something else guiding her, I don't know if she will. I mean, I don't know. Right. If it's ego or if it's coming from, you know, what somebody else said. So, you know, I always tell my mom, it's like, I trust you. You are mm. the expert of you. If just something doesn't feel right to you, then it's not right. You know, if you feel like this is, you know, this pose is squishing your baby, it is. So stop doing that, you know. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, shit. Sh- Shift the shape of the post so there's room for both of you. And that's, you know, that's what I love about the prenatal practice is that really at its foundation it's about creating space. You know, it's about creating space certainly for that baby inside of her body, inside of her life, but it's also about creating space for the totality of her experience, you know, so that she mm-hmm. actually can really be honest. You know, because there's a lot of expectations. You get pregnant and then you're supposed to feel a certain way. Or you're supposed to be happy. And the (laughs) truth is, um, that's not always true for all of us. And at different times in our pregnancies, we might not be feeling that great. So I always make sure that the the languaging around the class just gives the mama the opportunity to be honest with her experience. And 
you know, you don't have to like it, your experience, but if you're honest, there's an honoring that happens and you honor the the truth of your experience. And if you honor that, then that baby inside of you is honored. So, you know, if I can help create a space for women to tap into that, like, awesome (laughs) that's what i do but it is so awesome and i love that you do that it's so important and it just like you said there's there's so many expectations and you're supposed to be like super happy when you're pregnant and be okay with everything and sometimes you're not i just being pregnant with jack was the worst i was just like oh i did not want to be i i I didn't want to be that big i wasn't ready for it i'm 41 years old i don't want to do this and that's like um, socially taboo to say that you're unhappy in your pregnancy because there's people that are going to say, well, you're lucky to be pregnant or you're lucky to have this baby or, you know, this is a blessing. Right. And of course it is. Yes, all those things are true. But women should be allowed to just feel whatever the heck they're feeling in that moment yeah. and, and be um, validated. And that's what you do. And that's so big because then there's a lot of hiding that happens. You, you hide that you're unhappy or you hide that you're uncomfortable in your new body or you, you know, and hiding stuff doesn't help at all. And when you do that, it ends up coming out at the worst time, which is usually in labor. Yeah. Or even longer term in your mothering, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and your, and your lack of care for, you know, yourself by really honoring your experience is absolutely going to translate into your mothering. I mean, I always say that like mama care especially when you're pregnant, but even afterwards, is actually baby care. <laughs> like Self-care yes. is baby care. Because, you know, you have to nourish and feed yourself because if you're mothering from a depleted place, the truth mm-hmm. is is that nobody's going to be healthy, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. it's motherhood is not martyrdom. It's important to take care of yourself, to honor your experience. And then from that whole nourished place, you can tend to somebody else. But if you're depleted, like that's that's a a really precarious place to mother from for everybody. So, I mean, what I love about the practice is that it just gives women space, you know, just the opportunity to slow down, to tap into their breath, like their conscious breath as a tool to calm the nervous system. And, you know, it's so, I I love this because, (laughs) you know, science confirms what yogis have known for centuries, of course, that a a full, deep, conscious breath actually activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And we go into a relaxation response. And then what we know, of course, Gina, you and I know, when mama is in that place, then her body shunts blood to her uterus and her Mm -hmm. baby is fed her baby is fed so you know i always remind my mom in class that you know you're breathing for two yes but your full deep breath is nourishing every cell of your body like every cell of your body is fed by your breath and then when you're pregnant every cell of your baby's body is nourished by your breath so cultivating that deep breath in your day and in your life so that you and your baby can be nourished, you know, it's, and that piece, like, women don't get told that when they go to their prenatal visits, you know? Right? <laughs> like, nobody, nobody mentions that, right? Although I mm-hmm. will say, so I, so let me just say that, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, a long time, mm-hmm. and I would say now more than ever, 
now more than ever, women are being told by their obstetricians to um, check out prenatal yoga, which is amazing. It's amazing. So many women are actually doing yoga for the first time when they're pregnant, you know, and I get women coming to my class all the time. Oh, you know, my, my doctor said I should, you know, try out prenatal yoga and see you know, how it, how it feels. And, you know, I had a couple come to one of my workshops. I teach a, um, a three hour birth prep workshop, super fun. Get, get the partners on board. You know how that goes. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked the woman just, you know, this weekend, I said, Oh, how'd you hear about the workshop? And she said, Oh, I heard about it at Kaiser, you know, Kaiser Permanente. I was like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. That Kaiser Permanente is, you know, and it was a practitioner that I didn't didn't know. You know, it wasn't like, I mean, I know a lot of the local practitioners, but I didn't know this person. And this person was telling a woman that she should definitely, like, go to this class as birth preparation using the tools of yoga. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is just. I mean, that's, we've come a long way, baby. Gina, mm-hmm. we've come a long way. <laughs> the shift is coming. Yeah, absolutely. From my first pregnancy 13 years ago to now. Oh, my God. Like, nobody talked to me about yoga 13 years ago. Absolutely Well, it's not. funny. The only place yoga was happening in San Francisco at that time was in the ashrams. You know? Mm, and right. so that's what I did. I did yoga in ashrams, which, you know, which was totally fine. I mean, I, I, I loved it. But it's also... Like, not everybody's going to walk into an ashram, right? right. So <laughs> it's the fact that it's much more mainstream, and a, and a lot of the hospitals um, are now offering yoga classes, you know, at, for their, for their you know, quote, patients actually at the, the hospitals, which is amazing. I mean, so to see that, that shift is really, um, it's incredible, and it's so humbling. I mean, I'm so... Mm-hmm humbled by the fact that, you know, these women, um, you know, come into the space maybe to do something that they've never really done before and mm-hmm. are maybe a little freaked out a little bit and, you know, always checking in with those mamas afterwards and just being so glad that they felt like the yoga made them feel better, you know, and that's like, that's the foundation of the practice. It's just like literally to reduce suffering. <laughs> mm. So the gauge is if you feel better <laughs> when you leave than when you came in, like you're good. Like that's mm. it's just to <laughs> like help us feel a little bit better, especially in, you know, those times of great transition, which of course pregnancy is for all of us, whether it's your first kid or your fourth kid, you know, to have a place that really honors your experience when you're going through those big shifts and those changes can be so beneficial physically, of course, but mentally and emotionally as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, God, it's so important. And I love, I love what you said, just getting back to, I, I guess there's, there's a shift that's happened and I'm so grateful for it, but there's this thing about breathing. I love how you said every cell of your baby's body is nourished by your breath. I think um, when women hear about breathing, they don't really get told about what it really means, like what really happens in your body and in your brain, that that telling somebody to breathe isn't like a, a spiritual yoga, yogini kind of thing. This <laughs> is like, 
no, this is there's a real response that happens when you take a deep breath in your brain. And women aren't really told that. They're just told like to breathe deeply. But no one no one's telling them why. Even in a lot of childbirth education classes that I hear, they talk about how important the breath is, but nobody's really breaking it down and talking about how incredibly important it is to breathe. And um, yeah, not, yeah, that and that's I mean that's one of the the things that we have is to use you know that in in a yoga class to kind of remind women to use their breath also as a gauge. So you use the breath as you use as as a gauge as you move through the practice, and you always want to be able to maintain you know as deep a breath as possible. And if you're noticing that the breath is starting to get a little shallow or you're getting a little agitated, then something needs to shift. So mm-hmm. so whether that means taking rest or whether that means um, shifting the shape of the pose, you know, what, whatever that means for her in that moment, like you, you give her the tools. It's almost like you connect the dots, like the dots are there. You know? mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. sometimes as a yoga teacher, I have to say, now this is a tool that you can use in your labor and in your birth. And you can use this tool in your labor and in your birth, whether you're birthing in your living room, in a tub of warm water, or you're lying on an operating table. Like this is a tool for you to stay linked and connected to not only your your experience, but also to your baby inside of you so that that connection doesn't get severed in the birth process, and especially if a woman's labor and birth is looking really differently than what she had planned. And, you know, I love when I get the email from my mama and they say, oh, they have these amazing home births or natural childbirths in the hospital and everything's great and yoga was so helpful and, you know, thank you, thank you. Like, that's sweet. I love that. Like, that's that's amazing. I, I hope that, you know, that's many women experience, many women's experiences. Great. But I will have to tell you that my, where I'm most humbled and most honored when I get the email from the mama who had a birth that looked really, really different than what she planned. And there she is maybe on the operating table or there she is with, you know, a vacuum on her baby's head or like whatever, whatever is like transpiring in her birth. And she tells me that the tools of yoga supported her Mm. to stay connected to her baby in that process. Like, I mean, I'm just getting chills talking about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so like that. It's, it's, it's so potent and so powerful. And it's not just, Oh, you know, you take yoga class and you breathe a certain way and your baby's going to slip out of your body. Well, of (laughs) course I want that to happen for everybody. I'm going to plant that seed. I'm planting that seed all over the place, right? Right. But okay. you know, for the for the woman that doesn't have that experience, like there has to be a place of honoring. And I tell women all the time that you know, this is the only birth that that your baby gets. So being connected to your baby in that process is going to potentially make it a more um, healing experience than if you feel really disconnected from your baby and really scared or, you know, whatever, you know, goes on. I mean, you know the stories. There many, 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 many tales of disconnection and fear and mm-hmm. trauma that come out of births. And, you know, if a birth could potentially go that way, 
and a woman can tap into something deeper because maybe she's tapped into it before, like tapping into that deeper breath, tapping into that light within her own heart. In yoga, we call it the jyotish, cultivated by our conscious breath, and remind her that she holds the light of another person inside mm-hmm. her body so that when she's like on the table, she can focus on feeding that light into her own heart, into that baby that's coming out of her abdomen. I mean, mm. it's like, to mm. me, like if that, if yoga helps that woman, then man, I'm just really humbled by the, the tools that we can cultivate in the practice. Oh, you give me the chills, Jane. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, Gina, you know, when you do what you love... And you know, it's it's to me like I like I said, and I'm you know I'm broken record, but like to be able to hold sacred space for women, like like I can't believe that this is what I do for a living. I'm sometimes right? like behind me, I'm like, oh, what like I get to do this? I mean, it is amazing, <laughs> and I know that you have that experience too of like being able to honor women in this incredible way. Is is just I feel so blessed and every single day I you know when I'm like driving to work I'm like oh so you know I mean I'm not always happy obviously but like I step into that space with those women and you know one of my moms is like are you always happy and I was like definitely not (laughs) not always happy but am I do I know that I'm in the right place when I step into this room yeah yeah Mm. so that's you know, that's a that's a blessing when we get to do work that feels so fulfilling. I mean, that's why I love training yoga teachers, like prenatal yoga teachers. Like, I train, you know, well, hundreds of people. To, I've trained hundreds of people to teach prenatal yoga, and they're, like, going out, like, you know, out into all these different places in, in the, the U.S. And there's, yeah, a lot of them are teaching at yoga studios, but people are teaching in hospitals, and they're teaching in clinics. And they're teaching in community centers, and it's like, yes, you know. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like drop twenty bucks on a yoga class to have yoga accessible to to women in the community. I've got there's women here who teach bilingual classes in Spanish at one of the local hospitals. So it's like, yes, I want those women, all women who who have the desire to have access to it. So. Yeah, it's oh. definitely profound, profound work. Well, let's talk about that though, because you know that I've been hitting, I've been talking about this now. I don't. Jack's not a baby anymore, so I don't have an excuse. <laughs> but I so want to take your teacher training. Like, how do people go about doing that? How 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 do we plan and we go to San Francisco? How does this work? <clears throat> well, I do. Historically, I've done my level one teacher training. So I do a two-level training, and I do that because um, the level one teacher training is for everybody interested in um, pregnancy and yoga, and yoga is a tool in childbirth and in that postpartum period. That's like, for it's for doulas, it's for midwives, it's for yoga teachers. It's a 45-hour training, and so far, I've done it mostly in San Francisco. So, like, I do it twice a year here. But, Gina, I'm inspired by you, lady. I'm taking a show on the road. So I did a training in Indianapolis um, last week, two weeks ago, and it was amazing. Like, it was it was amazing for me to kind of go out 
in a community that is not my own, um, you know, because I've been teaching here in San Francisco, and people come from all over the place, but this is definitely, you know, where I've been based out of for the last 20 years. But to go to this totally different city, to link up with the midwives and the doulas there, amazing Indianapolis mm-hmm. doulas are amazing, and um, got to teach classes and do my teacher training on the road. So can definitely find me in San Francisco. It's nice to be in a destination city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> People will come to me, come to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'm teaching yoga. Yoga Tree is building a new training facility, which is so exciting. So um, we've had the same facility for a little while, and it's been fine. But I'm really excited about the new Facility. So I teach um, the training in March and October. And, you know, I have, if you go to my website, janeaustinyoga.com, you'll see my 2016 dates. I'm putting my 2017 dates out there as well. I'm also looking to link with other yoga studios in in the Midwest or even um, in the East or, or in the South if there's desire for a training down there. Um, that want to collaborate with Mama Tree, my prenatal school, and bring a prenatal yoga teacher training into communities that don't have them. You know, there's right. you know in the big cities there's lots of them, or at least you know the coastal cities there's teacher training, prenatal teacher training. But I went to Indianapolis, and there's a bunch of like yoga studios, and yoga's getting really, really popular. You know, all over, but certainly. You know, it's it's hit in the Midwest um, in, you know, in great volume now. But there aren't any people that are, there are very few people that are actually trained in prenatal yoga, at least in that area. So I had a bunch of the local teachers be really excited about getting that information so that they can work with their, um, work with their mamas and start prenatal yoga classes. So that's, Super exciting. So I do the level one training um, in the city of San Francisco, but I'm also looking to take it on the road. And, you know, people contact me all the time to sort of take it on the road. But to be honest with you, it hasn't really um, happened so much just because of my mm-hmm. life. The kids are a bit older now. I have teenage kids now. Incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I've got a little bit more flexibility. My daughter's in college. My son just started high school. So I'm really excited to take Mama Tree, like, out in the world. So, yeah, if any of your listeners or anybody knows of yoga studios or even doula groups that would want to support or sponsor training, I would just love, 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 love to, to spread the word even more. So well, it's I coming. Do, the level you just put it out there. Is for, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, I'm putting it out. So, Gina, I know you're a good person to help me put it out there with. <laughs> You've got your fingers on the, the cities of, of uh, the world. <laughs> you do a lot of well, you're going to do it just by putting it out in the universe. You just made it happen already. I'm excited for you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to take training i'm gonna to have to do it either in march or october so we're gonna to have to talk when i get off the phone because i am just uh and every time i talk to you i'm like why haven't i done this already you just inspire me so much i'm like oh this would just be like another layer of my life in working with moms it's just amazing i hope more doulas think about that um so my other question to you is how do people find you how, where can we find you on the interwebs 
Yes, so I'm at janeaustinyoga.com. I'm on Instagram at janeaustinyoga. Um, I've got prenatal yoga with Jane Austin on Facebook. So I'm definitely out there. So you can certainly find find me out there in the interweb. And <laughs> I've got my online classes. I'm super excited. I've got um, I've got two prenatal like online classes. I've got some other classes that are kind of in the works, but the one I'm really excited about is my three hour um well it's actually more like two hours on the video um prenatal uh partners yoga workshop so it's really um it's really focused toward teaching birth partners how to support women with some of the tools of yoga. And, you know, I, it's funny. I teach this workshop. I teach it every month, sometimes twice a month in San Francisco, and I've got 20-plus couples in a room, right? And, you know, I know that most of the partners, especially the male partners, most of the men the, and husbands or whoever are kind of thinking that they're sort of coming along for the ride. Like they're like mm-hmm. they're sort of the sidecar. And I'm like, you are not the sidecar. This actually workshop is for you and mama, the pregnant mama, has come along for the ride. So I'm like, mama, you get massaged, you get, you know, support, supported in postures and deep relaxation. So just a really super sweet workshop that I've developed over the years. I de- developed it with another uh, yoga teacher, and I am now doing it online. So I'm in the editing process of How exciting. my online course. It's so Sweet. I had this sweet, sweet couple be willing to let me film them and just so excited to have some of this really good, juicy tools of yoga um, available for couples in their own homes, you know, for people who aren't in the, the Bay Area and for sort of the couples that do the workshop if they want like a little refresher or a little home tutorial. So, that is coming, and I am hoping, I'm hoping it's going to be ready in the next week or so. So that is like my next big project to to birth <laughs> and to move into the world. So that so look for that. I'll be making announcements on that on Facebook and um, on Instagram, and it'll be up on my site as soon as it is is ready. And I'm just super excited about it. Here. Oh my God, I'm excited for you. And we put um, everything that you just talked about is going to be up on Progressive Parenting Radio. So if you guys missed it and you want to know how to find Jane, no problem. Just go to Progressive Parenting Radio's uh, Facebook page, and all of her links are up there, including the link to her Instagram. I want to see you go to like a thousand followers today on Instagram. That would be super awesome. I, that's what I want. That's my goal for today. I know. It sounds like. It sounds like you might be wrapping up. Can I just say one more thing? Oh my God! You can we can talk for another hour, whatever you want. Craig's okay, watching okay, the baby. I just you know there's there's I I have a few things that I really and and I don't want to say soapbox because that's too dramatic, but there are a few things that I really feel passionate about, and obviously all the things that we've been talking about so far. But what really what connects to that on a really um, intense and personal level, excuse me, um, is uh, the link to the, to uh, linking women to their pelvises Mm. and helping women understand 
pelvic floor function and how pelvic health relates to not only healthy pregnancies, healthy postpartum, you know, uh, you know, potentially healthy birth, healthy postpartum, but how like the care that you give yourself through your pregnancy, through the birth, through that postpartum period has an effect on your gynecological future for the rest of your life and understanding how important those muscles deep within your pelvis are in terms of ensuring that you can be a healthy, active woman through your entire life. So, you know, I do so much pelvic floor education in my classes. And, you know, sometimes I'll I'll joke with the moms. I'm like, if you don't want to hear about your pelvic floor in my pre and postnatal yoga class, you got to find a different class because that's what's going on in here. <laughs> you know, the very specific poses that I that I incorporate into every single practice that I teach to help women link and connect to their pelvic floors, help women find the, the relationship of their breath to their pelvic floor and how the pelvic floor is actually the seat of the core of the body, what we call the inner core or the true core. So... I feel like that's another piece that's just starting to get the light of day on it. And there are amazing physical therapists that are out there. And there are some that have been doing this work for a long time, too. Um, But people like Kathy Wallace and Julie Weeb and just amazing, amazing physical therapists. Um, Issa Herrera are are women that are, um, Diane Lee, are, are helping educate women about the proper function of their bodies and this part of our body that we have neglected for so long for so many reasons is now really women are being educated and you know I talk to my moms all the time about it and they uh, they look at me like I'm telling them something they've never heard before because all they they've haven't. ever heard about pelvic floor is like do your kegels which is actually terrible advice (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, A, people are not told how to properly do a Kegel, and, B, many women don't need to contract the pelvic floor. They need to release the pelvic floor before they can begin strengthening those muscles. And and, And I know more and more that information is getting out there, but I still, you know, you read yoga books or pregnancy books and some of them still say do 200 kegels a day and it's like no don't do 200 kegels a day do do understand how your pelvic floor muscles function how you hold your body has a huge impact on those muscles ability to be able to do what they were designed to do which is you know organ support sphincter control um, improvement, you know, blood flow into the, the that area improves, um, you know, sex lives. And I got a mm-hmm. great new book. Oh my God, like great new book. It's not a new book. So Kathy Wallace wrote it a while ago, um, well, a couple of years ago. But it's called Reviving Your Sex Life After Childbirth. It is Hello. awesome, awesome. And you know, she's just a really educated physical therapist. She's been out there doing this work for a really long time. And what I love about this book is that it is so accessible. It is so accessible and it is really current in its information. I think it was written in, I think it was, oh, 
oh no, I think in 2014, 2014. So yeah, relatively new. So it's a great book. So I have, you know, my bedside is kind of full of all kinds of juicy books. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you reading now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, wouldn't you like to know? So, yeah. So, but, but I did want to just bring that in because that's a piece that women are lacking, and it's you know the education of the public floor is really nowhere in obstetrical care. You know, the docs don't know anything about it. I had a, actually, I taught a workshop um, this a few months ago, and I had an OB in my in my the, in the workshop, an obstetrician. And I was showing her this, like, wave squat that I teach all my moms. And she was, like, she didn't even, like, have any concept of what I was telling her. I mean, she was great because she was totally into it. And she was like, that's amazing. But it was, you know, I was like, this is something that they're not taught. You know, it's not it's not pathology. So they're not taught. How pelvic <laughs> it's not pathology, health. exactly. Because but it's kind of important. And it's all connected. Well, yeah, it's Hello. really important. It's really important. So, but you know, the, but we know all obstetrical education is about pathology and wellness. Right. You know, health and wellness is you know it's a piece of paper. It's diet recommendations on a sheet of paper that a woman's handed. That's their idea of like wellness. <laughs> and it says don't eat Twinkies and don't drink Coke. You know, yeah, don't, so don't have like, sushi or yummy cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, we could talk That's about a whole that. other show. That's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, good. I mean, we'll have to have you back on again soon. I will take that as a you are coming back. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the whole pelvic floor stuff goes, you know, obviously all the way through into the postpartum period. And, you know, there's so much focus on those pregnant women. And, you know, as soon as their baby's outside of their bodies, they're basically neglected. I mean, that's to me is, is one of the great horrors of of modern medicine is the fact that women in that postpartum period are so neglected and really the the, the care and this is you know no fault of the obstetricians but the yeah. care is basically women's bodies are scanned for pathology so that they're you know it's their ba- so that it's re- they're reassured that their babies are safe inside their bodies. Once their babies are rescued from their bodies in the labor and birth process, women get one visit and then they're discarded, right? Then they're discarded. Well, they so serve like, their it's purpose. Almost like, it's like the mom doesn't even matter. Yeah. It's all it's about, like, is baby okay? Is baby okay? Is baby okay? Once baby's out, mom is basically thrown away, and that is an abomination. I mean, that is. It and, is. and the thing is, women aren't riding in the streets because – they're a postpartum and they're you know just trying to keep their head above water, or b going back to work and there's nobody talking about this. I mean the midwives are talking about it and we're you sure. know up in arms about it. But like the average woman and she just thinks that that's like oh well that's just how it is. And then we wonder why we have more postpartum depression than any other major industrialized nation. <laughs> it's like right? because women are abandoned. <laughs> Postpartum. It's, it's true. We're completely no discarded. We've served our purpose. You know, we're just here yeah. to, to procreate, make more babies. And did we do that? Okay, great. Now you're done. And and yeah. and and even worse when we when we don't carry a baby to term, and then then yeah. it's then it's taboo. 
and no one wants to look at you or talk to you. You're like a persona non grata, and you you are less than worthy because you didn't carry your baby to term, and people ignore what happened to you, or they want to change the subject, and, and right. you aren't cared for like you were when you were pregnant. It's true. It's yeah. an abomination. It's terrible the way women are treated in this day and age and you think oh my god it's 2015 yeah we've you know we've come a long way mm, no <laughs> we've not, made some not great really. strides but nothing to really right. like throw a party about just yet i think when women are treated right. with a lot of respect then, then maybe we could throw that party oh my gosh that's like well, seven and- new shows we have to talk about <laughs> Well, and I also, you know, I, I, you know, I'm hopeful that there, you know, more and more. Obviously, we've got more and more women in powerful positions making uh, decisions, and I'm hoping that that means that not only is midwifery care more available to women who want it, but also that the that that postpartum care is more than just a one visit, you know, check off the list kind of thing. So that's. That's my hope for the future. But until then, you know, we educate women as much as we can, create a space for them to tap into their inner knowing so that they can, you know, honor their experience and then also begin to advocate for themselves. You know, and I am such a huge proponent of women just making the decisions that feel appropriate for them. But, you know, when a woman says to me, you know, she'll she'll talk to me about her care, and I, I'll say, so um, how do you feel about your care? And she's like, what? Well, well, not like, do you like your doctor? I think, do you like your doctor is the wrong question, right. because if you ask a woman if she likes her doctor, she might like her doctor. You know, her doctor right. might be a very nice, pleasant person, but how do you feel about your care? And then with that information, giving a woman the opportunity to realize that there are other options out there, you know, whether it's working with a certified nurse midwife in the hospital or a licensed midwife at home or a direct entry midwife or, you know, whatever is available in her area. So, I mean, that's one thing that I also get to do as a prenatal yoga teacher because these women see me once a week, twice a week, three times a week. So as a prenatal yoga teacher, I have a lot of opportunity to be able to educate women about um, options, not just for, you know, things to make them feel better in the pregnancy, but also, um, you know, different uh, care providers or doulas. You know, I, I ask my moms all the time, are you uh, are you considering working with a doula? How, do you know about doula care? So, you know, I, we're kind of in a unique position as prenatal yoga teachers. I think that we, even more so than um, a, a woman's care provider, we see them like more often and even more so than just like a a doula as well. So I feel like women come to me all the time and ask me for referrals. I've got a giant referral network. I've got literally a huge binder with bazillions of business cards and resources for mamas from everything from acupuncture to um, chiropractic to homeopathy to, you know, whatever physical therapy, whatever, whatever a mama might need. So that's another cool piece that we get as a prenatal yoga teacher because we see them so much and, you know, get to educate them and be a resource for them, which is really, really cool. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. I love it. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the program and for everything that you do. I can't wait to talk to you more. I will be calling you right yeah. after the show. <laughs> okay, um, great, and, Tina. Uh, well, thank you so much. And, you know, I am so thrilled with all the work that you're doing, and I am indeed inspired by you as well. And I'm just yes. thrilled to be able to come on your show, and I know you've got lots of people who listen to you and for a good reason and I'm just thrilled to be able to share a little bit of my passion with you cuz I definitely feel your passion baby. Girl, <laughs> you're going to you're going to be regular on the show. You have to come back. I just miss talking to you. It's been so good to hear your voice, seriously. Um everybody, <laughs> I want to thank you all for joining us. Please go and follow Jane today. I want like that's my intention today. I want to set that. I want her to have like a thousand likes on Instagram, so go find her at it's uh, on Instagram at slash Jane Austen Yoga. So you go find her there, go like her on Facebook, tell her I said hello, and I want to let you guys know <laughs> what's going on with us. Um, oh, and I uh, want to thank our sponsor again. Many thanks again to our sponsor, Adula Book. Uh, there's all kinds of good stuff going on with Adula Book. It's the uh, best website start with Adula Book. Doula Book wants you to know that they are releasing Doula Book 3.0. Keep an eye out for what's coming up by going to doulabook.com. That's all one word. Many thanks again uh, to our sponsor and to our listeners. And for your donations this week, every penny counts. And it goes to our radio program and to getting new equipment and to renting the space to do it. So thank you so much for all that you do. We may not have reached our fundraising goal, but no worries. We still have a donate button. Go to progressiveparentingradio.com and you can help us there. And you can see me live. I will be in Portland, Oregon on November 14th and 15th uh, this coming weekend, actually. And uh, we're doing a Flock Yeah mini birth conference. I have space for two more people. That's for midwives, doulas, hopeful doulas, birth nerds, and parents. So I hope to see you there. And until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. If I ever do anything right, I want to be so good to this little light. If I ever wake in the night, I want to know.